With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, that's right. You heard the man. That time of week. My name is Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. Fox Sports Radio. Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. The way tire buying should be what an incredible week in the world of sports we're going to get to it all we're going to get to belichick we're going to get to the wild card weekend trends breaking down the matchups certainly will heavily cover the saturday doubleheader and on the saturday night bernie frater show we get to the triple header and wild card monday phenomenal weekend of football coming up we will get to jim harbaugh Seems like a distant memory now, but give Michigan their flowers. I'll do that later in the show. And I, I've got an anthology about Jim Harbaugh, some things you might not know and what I believe will happen next. Of course, the midnight hour, we take your calls. Remember Draymond Green? He's back. I want your thoughts on this because uh, I think it's a polarizing subject, and I've got my opinions. And we might revisit Russell Wilson. Turns out he might be back in Denver after all. We had one of our most spirited midnight hours about two weeks ago. And we're going to revisit that. But we begin, we must begin with the fact that a 72-year-old coach, gentleman I have a hell of a lot of respect for, the best college football coach uh, in history, retired. Now, I believe it was the great Dalai Lama, maybe it was Dolly Parton, more likely Dalai Lama, who once said, not getting what you want in life can sometimes be a wonderful stroke of luck. Let's go back to December of 2006. You may recall Nick Saban getting behind a microphone, saying, I'm not going to Alabama. I'm not taking the Alabama head coaching job. And, of course, he was excoriated heavily for that statement and has been ever since because two weeks later, that's exactly what he did. He took the Alabama job. But that's not fair to Nick. See, there's a backstory you don't know about. At that time, Nick Saban was hell-bent on getting a quarterback, Drew Brees. He'd sat down with Wayne Huizenga. Huizenga agreed. Saban was 9-7 and seven his first year in Miami. They'd sunk to 6-10. and 10. He says, I need my quarterback. At the time he made that statement, Brees was flying into Miami. All he had to do was pass a physical. Well, he didn't pass the physical, and you know what happened next. 
Four days later, Nick Saban and his wife, Terry, who, believe me, I will promise you, was 90% involved in the decision that Nick, that Nick made the other day. They sat down with the Heisenga family at Christmas and had a caucus, and there were lots of tears and lots of hugs and lots of heartfelt conversations. And basically, Nick Saban said, I can't win. and I needed Drew Brees. I can't win with you without Drew Brees. Wayne Heisinga understood it. Two days after that, it was Wayne Heisinga who stood before the Miami media throng, gave the press conference, and let everybody know what had happened. And he was he was very deferential to Nick Saban. He defended Nick Saban, and he he was very fair. Now you may wonder why why am I so curious about Nick Saban? Why do I respect him so much? Well, back in 1995, when Nick was the head coach at Michigan State, which some people have probably forgotten. I was with WTK in Ann Arbor, and I was very fortunate that there was this golf outing, a scramble, G-O-L-F, stood for giving to others less fortunate. And it was one of those gosh darn scrambles that take about six hours to play, and we had three people on our side, and they had three on their side. It was a sixum, and yeah, it took a long time. But on my side were two guys you never heard of, Jerry, Another guy, Vince, and on their side were a couple of coaches and a guy by the name of Nick Saban. That's right, Nick Saban. Well, I knew darn well that at some point I had to work up the gumption to say something to him. But we got to about the seventh hole and I couldn't think of anything clever to say. And all of a sudden, Jerry pulls out one of those range finders, you know, where you hold up to your eye and you're out in the middle of the fairway, and it tells you how far you are from the pin. And I'll be darned if Saban didn't look at him and say, how far are we from the pin? And Jerry said, about 137 yards. Saban said, well, are we 137 yards or about F 137 yards? Oh, man, I love this guy. Love this guy. When we made the turn, I said, I'm going to figure out something to say, and it finally dawned on me. Uh, we were getting ready for the 1995 season in the NFL. Uh, check that. It might have been heading into 96. It's, it's all a blur. That part's a blur. And actually, uh, Scott Mitchell had fallen into somewhat disfavor with the fans, the Lions quarterback, and he didn't get along with Wayne Fonts, and Wayne Fonts had been on the hot seat for a couple of years. He ended up being fired in, you know, in 1996 later, and there was a rumor that Nick Saban might be off for the job. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, he'd been on that famous staff in Cleveland uh, with Belichick and everybody. And I asked him, so we had, you know, kind of a wait to hit the ball. And I asked him, I said, so let me ask you, uh, Coach, are you, uh, if the Lions come calling, are you interested? He goes, not if and Mitchell's still there. He didn't like Mitchell. And by the way, the F-bombs were fabulous. I, I don't know. There's something about this guy. I really like this guy. I don't think it's hyperbole to, and my, my radio partner, Mark Olson in Detroit for many years, knows the Saban family very well, did a coaching show with him, all kinds of stuff. You read his books, you watch his, he, he's, a, he's an incredible human being. Incredible in his commitment to process and development of young men. I don't think it's hyperbole to say he was the best college football coach in history. Seven national titles, 11 SEC championships, got 123 players drafted in the NFL. I don't think the sport will ever see a coach like him. He was a man who was obsessed with process and scheme to the point of complete Sheer domination. He didn't pay attention to the scoreboard. He knew the scoreboard was a result of the process. Nick Saban, frankly, changed the sport. He shifted the sport. And then he changed with the sport as their tactics shifted. 
Years ago, he complained about a spread offense. Well, he adopted the spread offense and started to win with it, or at least a version of it. Under Saban, Alabama was not perfect. No one ever is. But between 2012 and 2020, no one could really touch the tide in all phases. And this is an age where you can't have a sports discussion without saying, is this individual the GOAT? It's raging debate. There's no debate here. I don't know anybody who's going to argue that Nick Saban is not the GOAT when it comes to college football. We're already talking replacement candidates within minutes, of course, and now we now know that Kalen DeBoer has accepted the job, right? Dan Lanning was not interested. C. Sarkeesian was not interested. Mike, Mike Norvell, they were not interested. I don't blame them for not wanting to take over a legend. You don't want to follow a legend, really. And those guys have pretty good gigs where they're at. And they're making a lot of money. And why turn their life into upheaval? And it was reported that day that Bama was going to have a, a replacement in place by the end of the weekend. Well, they did. That's how they do things down there. That's still the saving influence, I believe. This is going to be an impossible task to follow his shoe steps. You better be dutiful. He's the best guy to ever do it. And uh, I would say right now there has to be some level of uncertainty on the program. Not because Kalen DeBoer can't coach, but what can be expected? How will he, how will he recruit? You already had a five-star wide receiver decommit and another starting wide receiver go to the NFL. So... Now, you have a 30-day period. The Crimson Tide players now, because the coaches left, they have a 30-day period to enter the transfer portal as well. And it just feels sudden. But if you know Saban, it wasn't. He's probably thought this out. And by the way, you can't, you can't say I'm thinking about retiring next year. You can't announce it too early. You'll kill your recruiting base. But Saban was dancing that fine line between ethics and his personal life. He knew that... He had a staff to take care of and what might happen to those families and those coaches if he moved on. There's no easy way to do this. As a matter of fact, he went back to work the next day after losing to Michigan in the semifinal. Now he's gone. You'll hear more about his reasoning in the coming days and weeks, but Saban could have stayed as long as he wanted to. He admitted this season wore him out a little bit. He's 72. Well, and I again, I promise you, Miss Terry, and they've been a team since 1971, had a lot to say about this. Uh, in the coming days, weeks, and certainly next season, there will be plenty of subject matter around Nick Saban. But for now, he was part of a myriad of other news stories, but I wanted to tip my cap to Nick Saban and give him first billing tonight because, again, I think he's the greatest of all time. And if you understand the facts he would have considered making this decision. It probably for all, including him and his wife, was the best. Nothing lasts forever. But I'll tell you, in the annals of college football and those discussions, when it comes to the GOAT, I believe that discussion is forever. Coming up, we jump to the NFL. We have on Jason Hershorn. Of course, he's been on my show many times. He's an award-winning NFL writer, co-founder of The Leap, which is Packers newsletter and uh, tons of NFL news this week as well, including another legend by the name of Bill Belichick. And by the way, it's flown under the radar now, but I really want to ask him, what the hell ever happened to Brad Allen in that situation? Do the NFL even look into this? You know, they were back on the Steelers game last Saturday, and people were up in arms. Well, remember, 
referee and referee crew assignments are made typically about eight weeks ahead of schedule. So I wouldn't react to that too much. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com studios. Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the Bernie Frado Show, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you can see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We're back on the Bernie Fratto Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Tarak.com studios here in Las Vegas. Welcome in a gentleman. Heard him on these airwaves with me many times. Award-winning NFL writer, co-founder of The Leap a Packers, Green Bay Packers newsletter. Say hello to Jason Hershorn. Jason, good evening. Good evening to you, Bernie. How's it going? Good, buddy. And I can't think of a better week to have you on. And I want to start ever so quickly with the Bill Belichick news, which probably most people should not be surprised given the climate the last few weeks and after they came home from Germany. But my question to you is, do you believe he'll coach again? I do, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. 
Yeah, and I think that he wants to. It's a situation where any team that's interested in him is going to have to figure out what that organization looks like. It's not just are you hiring Bill Belichick, the coach? Are you hiring him as the de facto general manager as well? For some teams, that's going to be a hard no. For others, maybe there's a little more leeway. And I think that's the major consideration for at least some of these openings that we're seeing this year. In the case of Bill Belichick, he's – Probably not one season, but more likely two seasons away from breaking the all-time wins record, the one that right. Dan Shulaho, or Don Shula holds, rather. I think that's something that isn't the ultimate thing for him, but it's something that he does care about. He is one of the great historians of the NFL. So I think he's going to be pretty motivated. And there are some jobs here that, from his perspective, make some sense. I agree. And he's 15 wins away I am not of the belief we'll see him on the West Coast. I believe perhaps the Commanders or the Atlanta Falcons could be a fit. Your thoughts on either of those openings? I think the Falcons, from his perspective, make the most sense. There are obviously problems with that roster, why they have an opening, but it does have talent, not just one side of the ball. They do need a quarterback. That's the biggest thing. Obviously, Belichick has not been able to find that quarterback since Tom Brady left, but if you can find someone who can work with Bill Belichick, and, you know, they're going to have some assets. You know, they have a top 10 pick again. They're going to have not, not just the salary cap space, but the ability and the willingness from ownership to spend. I think they're going to have some avenues to, in a year, maybe two, finding that quarterback where Bill Belichick can not just compete again for that wins record, but can compete for something more meaningful. The division that we've seen is pretty open, like, the, the Falcons were technically alive for the playoffs going into the final week of the season this year, being competitive the last two years, even though the final record has only been 7-10. and 10. I think that's a place where there's going to be interest from ownership in Bill, Bill Belichick and interest from Bill Belichick in that roster. Uh, agree. And Arthur Blank, he's 81 years old now, would dearly love to win a Super Bowl after leading 28-3 to a few years ago. And he's made big-name runs in the past, including coaches like Joe Gibbs and Fallen Short. So we're in agreement. Another story, uh, Jason, we're talking with Jason Hershorn, uh, NFL writer, co-founder of The Leap, a Green Bay Packers newsletter. You've heard him on my show many times. Uh, Jason, a couple stories that are circulating around, circulating around the ether, uh, the groupthink echo chamber, are that if the Philadelphia Eagles were to get beat Monday night in Tampa Bay, you might see Nick Sirianni showing the door. Does that story have merit? On the one hand, we have seen the Eagles make surprising head coaching changes before, not not even the the distant past. Remember, Doug Peterson was fired kind of surprisingly in, in somewhat similar circumstances. It wasn't a playoff team, but it was not immediately after a season closing loss. Like in that sense, I guess you could say from ownership it's possible, right? They've done it before, but I don't really think that's as likely with this roster because even though the team underperformed the last month and change of the regular season, you look at it, it is still ready to compete for something meaningful in the foreseeable future. With that being the case, I don't think you want to make a change your head coach now, even if you have some concerns internally about Nick Sirianni. So, yeah, the defense obviously needs a new direction. They tried to – kind of, you know, duct tape 
that together near the end of the season with Matt Patricia. That did not work. They're going to have to recalibrate that again. But those are changes you can make in an offseason. I would be fairly surprised if Nick Sirianni is not the head coach in 2024. But again, the Eagles are one of the few teams where you've seen them make this kind of weird move before. Yeah, true. Sheesh, my goodness. Uh, Ten months ago, they were a whisker away from, from winning the Super Bowl. But that's the way the NFL is. At times. All right, the other story, which I think could have more traction, but I'm still not 100% sure because I don't think Bill Belichick would go to Dallas, but God forbid for Dallas fans, if they lose to Green Bay Sunday, or even if they win but lose the following week, which would most likely be the winner of the Rams-Lions game, there are thoughts that Jerry might just pull the trigger and boom out Mike McCarthy, who's been a good regular season coach, but Jerry believes he's got a Super Bowl winning roster now. Could that happen? That's 1A of the question. And 1B, could he coerce Bill Belichick to come to Dallas? I know it's a, it's a lot of speculation, but it's what's blowing in the wind right now. Jerry Jones has invited this sort of speculation. I don't even mean just this year, just over the years. He's one of the few owners that has weekly not just media availabilities with his radio appearances, but also, you know, after the game, it's a thing that he does. So it doesn't seem crazy that that could happen if the Cowboys were to lose this weekend. That said, I think at least some of this speculation is driven by that perception more than the actual on-field performance. This is a Cowboys team, not just this year, but has been good for several years in ways that they weren't under the previous head coach that has not gone lost on ownership and that front office. You consider also that this is a team that is not necessarily facing free agency with Dak Prescott, but Prescott is probably going to need a new contract this offseason. Do, do they want to make a head coaching change again and make Prescott consider that with that decision? You know, there's a lot of moving parts here. Now, the thing that at least makes it a little foreseeable, if the Cowboys were to lose this weekend, is because we know that ownership, not just Jerry Jones, the Jones family, likes Dan Quinn a lot and expects him to take a job this offseason. If it's a choice in their mind between keeping Mike McCarthy after a playoff disappointment and retaining Dan Quinn, that gets a little dicier for McCarthy. But if the, if the Cowboys make it to the divisional round and beyond, I think it's significantly less likely that happens. Not a 0% chance, but less likely. But to the other part of your question, if the Cowboys were to open, it's something where I have a hard time actually seeing from both sides, Belichick and Jerry Jones wanting that union. If you remember the last time uh, Jerry Jones made a hire like that, not, not an established coach necessarily, because McCarthy was established when they hired him, but uh, you know, one of those like going into the Hall of Fame, no questions kind of coaches. It was Bill Parcells. That didn't end super well in terms of their relationship, and Bill Parcells obviously someone that Bill Belichick knows very well. So between that and the fact that the front office is sort of a different situation than most of the other teams with Jerry Jones as the acting general manager, even though there are other people in that organization that help him make scouting decisions, I, I just don't know that that's going to make a ton of sense for Belichick, even though that roster is Super Bowl caliber as it stands. Talking with Jason Hirshhorn, NFL writer, co-founder of The Leap. You mentioned Dan Quinn. I'm hearing that the Chargers are going to have a lot of interest in Dan Quinn. We hear Jim Harbaugh's name mentioned a lot. I'll get to that in a minute. I can tell you what I know with my Michigan ties. I expect Dan Quinn to be a head coach elsewhere next year. Do you agree? Yeah, I don't know where that will be, but that is my anticipation as well. 
All right, very quickly on Harbaugh, I can tell you I'm on the phone with my moles daily. He wants to be back in the NFL. He has a $125 million extension on his desk, which he hasn't signed. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He very much wants to win a Super Bowl. I'm told I'm not sure the Chargers are as interested as people think, but I know Mark Davids of the Raiders is very interested. Whether or not they can strike a deal remains to be seen. What are you hearing from the NFL side on the teams that might be interested in Harbaugh? Well, the Chargers are one of the teams you, you brought up. That's a team that I covered for multiple seasons for Sports Illustrated. And in my experience, that is not a team that is willing to spend the money, not just to bring in a coach like Harbaugh from a contract standpoint, but the other monetary considerations that a coach like Harbaugh is going to require. You know, every team considers the salary cap when they make personnel decisions, but there are some teams that are willing to actually spend real dollars in a given year more than others. The Chargers, for the most part, have not been one of those teams. If you're Jim Harbaugh and you have more or less any job you could want in the NFL that's open, are you going to go to a place where you have to negotiate for extensions, not just with the player and agent, but also with your own management. I think that's something he probably does not want to do, whereas if he were to go to, say, the Atlanta Falcons or the Commanders or one of these other teams that is certainly a little more open with their wallets, that's just not a conversation you even really have to have. I, for those reasons, don't think that Harbaugh is going to end up with the Chargers, even though I am sure he would love to coach Justin Herbert. Like That's, that's right. Part of this. Yes. They have this fantastic young quarterback who's already locked up to a long-term deal, so there's not ambiguity about where he's going to be for the foreseeable future. But I, I just think that that consideration, the monetary factor, is going to be deterrent for a coach like Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I agree. And I was told two weeks ago Thursday, but someone spoke to Harbaugh the day before, he's got a man crush on Justin Herbert, but that doesn't mean they'll strike a deal in L.A. Finally, I'll get about 30 seconds, Jason. I'm sorry. The Brad Allen debacle in Detroit, the procedural situation two weeks ago, check that, in Dallas versus Detroit. Did the NFL ever do anything with that? Not anything of consequence for this cycle, but in this offseason, I think you will see some movement. Not that I can tell you exactly what that will look like. That's usually when the league deals with sort of officiating changes, rule changes, any sort of movement on that front. You expect it to come around the time of the offseason league meeting. But right now, during the season, during the playoffs, there's just not a lot they can do. Jason, great stuff as always. We'll get you back on soon. We've got the Super Bowl on deck. We've got the NFL hot stove, including coaching hirings and then the draft around the corner. Enjoy your weekend. All right. Take care, Bernie. Thank you. It's Jason Hershorn, NFL writer, co-founder of The Leap. Coming up, my thoughts on Bill Belichick on the one play, and the one play he will forever, forever be remembered by for his genius and his anticipation. But first, let's go to our guy, Kevin Figures, with the latest. All right, Bernie, in the NBA on Friday night, Nikola Jokic racking up another triple-double. The Nuggets beating the Pelicans 125-113. to 20 points and 9 assists there for Jamal Murray as well. Utah continuing its hot streak. They defeated Toronto 145-113. to The Jazz have won 10 of their last 12. They are back at 500 at 20-20 and on the season. 37 points for Paul George in the Clippers' victory over Memphis. Klay Thompson scored 30 points to lead Golden State to a comeback victory over Chicago. The final there 
there, 140 to 131. Pacers with a victory over Atlanta, despite not having Tyrese Halliburton in the lineup. Victories for Houston, San Antonio, and the 76ers, who got a season-high 37 points from Tobias Harris in a blowout win over Sacramento. In college football news, as you were discussing, Alabama hiring Washington's Kalen DeBoer as their new head coach. Florida State's Mike Norvell had been a top candidate for the Tide, but he reportedly agreed to an eight-year contract extension. And 24-7 Sports is reporting that Steve Sarkeesian is in talks with the University of Texas on a new lucrative contract extension as well. Back to Bernie Fratto. All right, thanks so much, Kevin. And uh, before I get to Belichick, remember, football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Saturday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. For Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, Brian No, Rich Hornberger, and Jared Smith, we'll have you covered three hours before college kickoffs every Saturday morning. Listen to Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, some folks remember Pete Carroll for the play. Uh, he did so much more for the sport beyond that, but he's attached to it. He made a decision, and if it had worked, he'd have been a genius, but it wasn't, so he became the village idiot for at least one day. But, of course, I'm talking about the very final play in Super Bowl 59 in January of 2015, February 2015, and the Seattle Seahawks were down near the goal line. It assumed that they would give the ball to Marshawn Lynch and run the ball in, but they didn't. Uh, on that final play, Belichick was ready for it. In fact, they'd practiced it, and they'd anticipated it. It was called a pick-rub play, and it was designed to free Ricardo Lockett on the line slant, but Brandon Browner jammed Jerome Curse at the line of scrimmage, and without a free release, he wasn't able to get off the line to block Malcolm Butler, who was the defensive back who was told to sprint, sprint, if he saw Russell Wilson drop back. That freedom to close on the play, get the ball on. No DBs work on these ball skill plays every day in practice. Bill Belichick was ready for it. They practiced all possibilities in that situation, and clearly it paid off. You saw what happened. Bill Belichick was, in fact, a genius. And remember, you heard, and you heard Jason Hershorn mention Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells had two Super Bowls. But he didn't have a he didn't win a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick by his side in ninety seven eighteen in nineteen eighty seven and nineteen ninety one eighty seven they shut down the Denver Broncos an always powerful offense and then ninety one the Kagan offense with Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills this was still even though someone anticipated and would have been inconceivable even as recent as a year ago this was a seismic move seismic move excuse me Bill Belichick won six Super Bowls with the New England Patriots, and he won two with Bill Bell with Bill Parcells. But when you go four and thirteen, his worst campaign in twenty-four years, and by the way, he is still only fifteen wins behind Don Shula. You knew that there would be a, a meeting of the minds, and I do believe it was mutual. Some people want to think he was fired. You can call it that if you want, but I believe Robert Kraft probably allowed him a window of certain conditions if he were going to remain, perhaps knowing that Bill Belichick wouldn't accept those. And he didn't. But let's face it. The, the New England Patriots, they went to the Super Bowl in 86, didn't win it, went in 97, didn't win it. So Bilicek was on the sideline for all, every one of the franchises winning Super Bowl Sundays, the Lombardi Trophy Sundays. And uh, when you consider he has 333 wins, when you include the playoffs, second of all time behind Don Shula at 347. But despite this incredible resume, 
which also, again, includes a couple rings as the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. His fortunes severely turned downward when Tom Brady decided to leave the team as a free agent after 2019. There can be no mistake about that. He was there since 2000, which was Belichick's first season ever in Foxborough. And the Pats have only made the one, the playoffs the one season since Tom left and, well, Tampa Bay actually won a Super Bowl. So even though you can clearly say all of Belichick's, all of New England Super Bowls have Belichick's you know, fingerprints on them, it's not the same. But what a ride. And you all know Tom Brady was picked in the sixth, sixth round of the 2000 draft. That was two months before Belichick was even hired. Brady, well, you know, what's interesting is there. my buddy Mark Wilson tells the story much better, but there was Michael Bishop, uh, there was uh, Drew Bledsoe, uh, there was a third quarterback, and there was Tom Brady. They're only going to keep three. And seven coaches sat around the table, and they voted on whether to keep Brady or not. And five of the seven voted no, and Bill Belichick overruled them. He says, I'm keeping him. And, of course, once Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe in week two of the 2001 season, the rest is history. He held that chair for the next 19 seasons. And and I, I know that Belichick took a lot of heat for not restoring Bledsoe as a starter once he was well enough to play, but it ended up being the right call. Brady earned the first of his, his five Super Bowl rings following that 2001 season, and nobody expected the Patriots to beat the heavily favored St. Louis Rams. That was Bill Belichick's defense. That was Super Bowl 36. Now, any coach is going to have a fall-off after a team when you had a Hall of Fame GOAT quarterback that was part of the dynasty. But Bill Belichick's come into a lot of, con- you know, a lot of criticism since. He had a 7-9 and nine season with Cam Newton in 2020. Meanwhile, the, you know, Brady was leading the Bucs to Super Bowl 55 win. Uh, then Mac Jones... Perhaps under, under scenario, other scenarios might have done better. He responded with a Pro Bowl rookie season. That even helped New England get a wild card berth. But then Josh McDaniels left, who I think maybe had a hand in that, and he's regressed since. And he's played for three different coordinators, Mac Jones has in three seasons. So it has been argued that Bill Belichick's handling of his staff, especially when it was critiqued, justifiably so, when you name that knucklehead Matt Patricia, your offensive coordinator, and then Joe Judge, Neither one had a had a very good offensive background, and you know they ended up replacing him with Bailey Zappi, and Bill O'Brien didn't work out either, right? So clearly, it was just a matter of time. Belichick started to feel the pressure of Robert Kraft's mandate to get back, you know, get things back on track. And uh, look. Bill Belichick even looked different in front of reporters this year. You know, in the 2023 spring meeting, you know, uh, reporters asked Bill Belichick if if he thought, if they thought, you know, their fans should be optimistic about the 2023 season. And basically Belichick, you know, a- answered the question very oddly, referring to the all of the historic achievements that New England had had, but Brady wasn't there anymore. And we all know Bill Belichick doesn't like the media. He said it, he's, he said it as much himself, all right? He's basically said that I don't need the media because if I'm winning, they can't touch me, and if I'm losing, they can't save me. But when you start to get criticism from former team captains and legends like Teddy Bruschi, 
who was a member of Belichick's first three Super Bowl teams and the 2007 squad that remains they were the only team to go undefeated during the regular season since the 72 Dolphins and then lost on that miracle play to the New York Giants when you're criticized by those guys you know the writing is on the wall and then there was a lot of angst heading into this season the 2023 season it proved justified so Bill Belichick will have some detractors because yes it's true that he, even when he coached the Browns as their head coach from 91 to 95, his record was only 37 and 45. And yet, you know, two last place seasons among 24 of his seasons in New England serve as a testament that when you don't have the horses, even Bill Belichick can't win. But this is a guy who also was 30 and 12 in the postseason. So Tom Brady will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I also think that so is Bill Belichick. He also had other, I would say, Hall of Fame players, guys like Ty Law, Richard Seymour, Rob Gronkowski, probably many others. But the truth of the matter is, you know, this this, this dynasty downturn, for I'm trying to think of a way to characterize this, was perhaps predictable and inevitable. But it really went down like a thud. And uh, I, I believe that there is a market for Bill Belichick. All right. There'll be some that are eager to at least talk to him and try to track him down. Perhaps he catches Shula. I believe eventually he does, whether it's the commanders. I don't know if he wants to take over a rebuild, but they do have a nice young quarterback there. He may have autonomy. I believe Arthur Blank is probably the best fit in Atlanta. Atlanta has a very good roster, and uh, I'm not sure if they have a Super Bowl quarterback, but they perhaps have a lot of players that Bill Belichick can work with, and that's a very winnable division, as you can see. That may be, well be a fit. Having a hard time he would land in Dallas, even if Mike McCarthy was still there, was gone. I don't think Philadelphia is an option, even if Nick Sirianni's gone. And I honestly would wave off both the Raiders and the Chargers. So it feels like he stays east, but coaches don't grow on trees, and neither do Hall of Fame coaches. So there are going to be conversations. We're going to have a conversation with you coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, we call it the Midnight Hour. We open the phone lines, 877-996-6369. Two weeks ago, we had a very spirited discussion about Russell Wilson and the situation where he was somewhat unceremoniously handled by Sean Payton. We're going to revisit that because now Denver is issuing statements that it's not a foregone conclusion that Russell Wilson's gone. Does that mean they're going? He may be willing to rework his contract, or is this just, just pablum? And remember how we talked about Draymond Green's, what they called it the, the uh, indefinite suspension. Well, he is definitely cleared to come back now, and he said a lot of weird things recently. He's talking again. Well, he never stopped talking, you know. And he's saying things like, "Well, maybe I should retire." Yeah, you weren't going to retire. Just like, you know, LeBron talked about retirement last year. You know he wasn't going to retire. I think LeBron, LeBron will play several, several more years. He's still effective. And saying things like, well, you know, a leopard doesn't change his spots. Hmm, that's revealing. But he believes he can stop with the antics. But talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. He's had four issues in the calendar year 2023, right? And Draymond, you know, basically... 
is is trying to sell us that he's better. But don't tell me, show me. And he, but well, one last thing, I want to say, and I want to hear from you, you folks at the top of the hour. I'll tell you what. Draymond said something to Adam Silver that, to me, leads me to believe he, he's going to he, he's he's going to mess up again. We're going to get to that coming up. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com studios. Keep it locked. You're listening to the Bernie Frado Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, back on the Bernie Frado Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. Take you up to 2 a.m. Pacific. 5 a.m. Eastern, top of the hour. Start dialing up, 877-996-6369. We're going to get into the Draymond Green situation. And if you'd like to weigh in on Russell Wilson, maybe he is back with Denver. But I want to focus on Draymond Green. We're going to bring in the crew as well. Uh, lots of good thoughts last Saturday night. And I'm going to give you mine in just a second. I want to share that conversation you had with Adam Silver. Uh, just a little quick housework here. We got a tweet from VJPO1906. He goes, Bernie, you mentioned that Bill Parcells never won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. Fair enough, but it is also fair to say Bill Belichick never won a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. I think Bill Parcells deserves a little more credit and respect. My response, I can see where my statement's taken out of context, but I have tremendous respect for Bill Parcells. However, that doesn't change the factual aspect of my statement. Parcells didn't win with the Cowboys. He didn't win with the Jets or he didn't win with the Patriots, but he did win with the Belichick when they were with the New York Giants. It's more about what Bill Belichick did. The last thing I want to do is denigrate Bill Parcells. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. One of the most interesting people of all time, too, if you know his style and his background. Uh, a very phenomenal interview as well. Just, I believe, a football genius in his ability to get the most out of his team. Again, top of the hour, the midnight hour. 877-996-6369. We want to hear from you. We're going to talk to the crew as well. I am on record as saying I believe Draymond Green should have been suspended for the rest of the year because he's had too many incidents 
and I've given the timeline many, many, many times. We're not talking about one shot here. How is he ever going to learn, right? He had the LeBron altercation during the final seven years ago, conduct detrimental to the team when he you know, had a beef with Kevin Durant, got his 16th technical back in March. He had the altercation with Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis, Rudy Gobert and the choke, and then Nurkic punches him. Okay, is this guy ever going to learn? I don't know. He says he is. His conversation with Adam Silver, he claims he told him, I just told him, Adam, it's just too much for me, man. Like, it's too much. Just too much. It's becoming too much for me. I'm going to retire. And then Adam says, no, you're making a rash decision. I'm not going to let you do that. He wasn't going to retire. So let's get this straight, though. Here's the part that bugs me. It's too much for Draymond that Draymond keeps hitting and choking people in the middle of basketball games. See, this is classic Draymond and why I don't think he'll ever change because he thinks everything he's done is justified. He's never changed before, so what's going to make him change now? 12-game suspension? Are you, are you serious? Look, he has offered what I would call some, what I would characterize as unqualified Apologies. He said he failed his family, himself, his partners. He said he miserably failed the Warriors as an organization, in particular Steph Curry, who found his leadership being questioned because of his antics, and that's what Green called him, antics. He admitted everybody knows, well, he doesn't have to be a lunatic. Forget it. I'm, uh, we're going to bring in the crew. I want to hear from you. 877-996-6369. Very simple. You think... Draymond can straighten up and fly right and stay that way for the remainder of this season and in the future, or no? Did the NBA do the right thing by letting him back so quickly? I really want to hear your thoughts on this. 877-996-6369. Keep it locked. Listen to the Bernie Fratto Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, that's right. You heard the man. The Bernie Fratto Show keeps rolling right along. My name is Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. Tyrac.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. 877-996-6369. Yes, it is the midnight hour. It starts right now. The Midnight Hour. We are going to take a deep dive into the Draymond Green subject. And uh, all the callers, we want to hear from you. And we're going to hear from the crew as well. Kevin Figures, we're going to hear from Shay. We're going to hear from Mark Ramsey. And we're going to hear from Ian. Everybody's going to weigh in on this because I found that most folks have strong opinions. All right? I don't think... Draymond is accountable. I am not I am not convinced that he will straighten up and fly right. I'm not moved by his self-conscious reach for sympathy. I do not believe he will prevent himself from going off the rails again. Remember, we're way down the road. Long before, I mean he he was taking on opponents uh, he did this half-hearted look at me and my self-awareness apology tour, and then he went out and punched Jordan Poole and ruined the season last year, and he's had incidents since, two or three incidents since, which I laid out. We're going to start with the callers, 877-996-6369. Dylan from Alaska, start us off. What are your thoughts on the situation? So, thanks for having me on. Sure. Nice, Cliff. Go ahead. You got the floor, Dylan. 
Do we have Dylan there? Okay, something happened. Uh, Dylan, try to dial us back up. It sounded like you were eager to weigh in on the Draymond Green situation. Let's go to Poppy in San Diego. Poppy, what are your thoughts on Draymond Green? Hey, how's it going, uh, Bernie? Good, hey, Poppy. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, no, I'm just going to say, Bernie, this right here, doing Uber Eats, delivering our customer that uh, last week, you know, uh, we did good. We did good and made. Poppy, are you really going to do this, buddy? You know I love you like a fat kid love cake. What a shock! You're going to tell us you predicted Michigan won. Okay, we're talking about Draymond Green, Poppy. Do you want to? Do you want to join us for that? Yeah, yes, Bernie, relax. I was going to try. No, I'm not going to relax, Poppy. You, you know I love you, but you do this every time. Nobody cares, Poppy. Nobody cares about your fantasy team. Nobody cares you predicted Michigan would win. We did that during the contest, and you were the winner. And I want to I want to devote our precious airtime tonight to thoughtful opinions about Draymond Green, and that's what you're always welcome. But that's what I want to hear from you. One, two, three. Is Poppy there? All right. Well, Poppy uh, Poppy wanted to remind us that uh, that he he did correctly predict that Michigan won, but that's not what this segment uh, is about. Is Dylan back with us? Okay, thank you. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines. Our guy Emmett. Emmett, do you got any thoughts on uh, on Draymond Green? Oh uh, yes, Bernie, I do. Now, look, my, my thing, and uh, I believe, yeah, it was Shay who was in last week and said this, where the counseling for like a month, like, is that really going to change a guy? I don't think so. I mean, you, you know how it is with public relations, Bernie. I mean, they got they, they got their, their PR reps telling them, you know. You know what's good and what's not good to say. I mean, there's no way a month like this is really what like taught him this lesson, especially when he's talking about retiring, Bernie. I mean, that's that's a whole like I don't know. And you uh, also were talking about Russell Wilson. I kind of want to weigh out on this too, really quickly. I know. You Go guys, ahead. Go ahead. Other uh, other people now. My like he never had the. You, I don't know if you saw Bernie, but he was liking a bunch of tweets from like. JPA football, like dissing the Broncos, like the day it happened and all that. I was not I aware of that, actually. I was not aware yeah, of that. Okay. Shout out Lowenkron. Uh, Isaac Lowenkron said that the day it happened. Um, so, personally, I, I think that their relationship's pretty strained. I think it's going to take a lot of, you know, time for it to come, you know, to get back to normal. But Russell Wilson, Bernie, if no one else will pick him up, which at this point isn't like the craziest thing to say, I think he's going to be back in Denver. But if someone's taking him, I think he's out. All right. Thank you, uh, Emmett. Appreciate it. And I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, I, I My guess is you're maybe trying to get him to restructure, the regrouping. His numbers really weren't that bad, but at the same time, I don't think Sean Payton ever liked him. If he ends up elsewhere, I do think he could be a bridge quarterback for, for somebody for a couple of years. But I want to get back to Draymond Green because – a lot of things have come out of his mouth since last week uh, when it was announced that he he was his suspension was up after 12 whole games. And he'd say things like, you know, I've learned a lot, this, that, but also a leopard doesn't change his spots. I'm confused. I'm, I'm not confused. I know you know how I feel. I want the crew to have their shot. By the way, uh, Shay will take your calls, 877-996-6369. We're going to continue till we exhaust this. Kevin Figures, you weren't with us last Saturday night. Let's start with you. Your thoughts on Draymond. Has he learned his lesson? Do you think he'll screw up again? Did the NBA handle this correctly? 
Uh, well, there's lots to unpack with the three questions there. Do I think he'll change? I, I hope so, but I, I got you got to show me. That's the thing. Anybody can sit up there and pay lip service to the media and say that they're willing to change. And by the way, I agree with you that the retirement thing is total, you know, BS. I have four <laughs> years and a hundred million dollars that he just signed this past off season. That many reasons to tell you why he's not going to retire. That was never going to happen. Uh, whether or not he's changed, I think it remains to be seen. The fact that look, he was more contrite than he ever has been for whatever that means. And look, if, if he's not fully changed, that makes it even worse because he's fully aware of the impact that he's made and how negative that it's been. And at that point in time, he's just making a mockery of the entire situation. So I'm certainly hopeful that he's able to change his antics. But if you're asking me if I think that he actually will, I don't. Uh, Adam Silver has been fairly lenient in many situations. Look, some people thought that John Moran should have gotten longer after he had the second gun uh, situation last season and only got 25 games to start this year. Some people thought it should have been longer. Adam Silver has shown an incredible amount of grace uh, in his role as commissioner, and some people think he panders too much to the players. That's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, I do think they handled it right, and they're trying to give him the opportunity to try to work through it. Now, if he comes back and ends up kicking guys below the belt and choking people again, I think at that point in time before Adam Silver, you have to seriously consider giving this guy a probably even a year-long suspension at that point. But as of right now, I'm willing to take Draymond at his word and say that he's willing to change. Let's let him get back in the lineup and let's see what he does. Okay, fair enough. Covered covered a lot of ground there and I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. We know what I think. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Poppy from San Diego, your thoughts on the matter? Hey, sorry, Bernie. I got cut off. I really apologize for that. I'm going to talk about Draymond. Damon Green. Damon Green, look, uh, I think he deserves more suspension. I met Adam Silver last year in Las Vegas, and what I, I met him in a con over there. It was a player's con right there in your hometown, Las Vegas, and he's very for the players. He's, like, very for the players, so I'm not surprised he met with Damon Green, and he convinced him, hey, don't retire, don't retire. And my conspiracy theories here with Damon Green, he's just apologizing. But like you said, Bernie, he's going to get back. He's going to have that anger. He's not going to hold back. And I wouldn't be surprised if he hits someone and then he needs to get a bigger suspension like for the rest of the year and no pay. Real quickly, Poppy, since you, yeah. since you met Adam Silver and talked with him I one-on-one, I, I've not done that. What was your impression of him? Yeah, when, look, when I met Adam Silver and I talked to him one-on-one and asked him some questions, I actually asked him a question, Bernie, about the playing tournament. And I asked him, hey, um, Adam Silver, would you be willing to give fans a free ticket to the playing tournament? And he was very excited. He's like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. Did I get free tickets to the playing tournament in Las Vegas and the T-Mobile Arena? No. But he was very nice. He was talking, and he's like, he wanted to hear feedback from people that were fans like the NBA. I'm a big NBA fan. And, uh, yeah, he seemed very nice. Like, he right. wanted to get input from the people. Yeah. Appreciate that insight, Poppy. Thank you. Enjoy yeah. your weekend. Uh, that seems to fall in line. I, I know that he's a bit of a politician, Adam Silver. And I think Kevin's right. He's got a reputation of wanting to protect the product and, and protect the players. But there has to be some discretion as well when you have seven incidents like uh, Draymond has. Uh, Shay, you had some interesting thoughts last Saturday night. Uh, share the share with the folks wh- what your thoughts were. Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty upset with the the NBA and just everything that kind of happened. I mean, the, what I was kind of saying last week was I I kind of thought it was almost like a conspiracy at most. Like it, it was almost like hey, like Chris Paul's hands injured and Adam Silver is now like hey, like all right. 
Let's let's let Draymond come back. And like they were saying that it's going to be. I I forgot the exact wordage, but uh, Bernie, if you can remind me, they they said that it was going to be the 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 suspension was not it, like um what was the wordage they used for the suspension? indefinite. It was indefinite. So it seemed like something that was going to be a long time. Right. But. It was only 12 games, and that's mm-hmm. not a long time at all. And when you want to compare that to Ja Morant, who, I mean, obviously he brandished a gun, but in the end it was violence, and and, and, and if you could put him in the same category as violence. And it's, it's something that's very similar, and when you have something that's very similar, and the reason why Ja Morant was so bad was because he did it again. It's something that he did over time like twice i think three times or that, that that was the second time doing it and this is draymond's like fifth or sixth time seventh Four, seventh fourth yeah. time this year right so it's like why would it be any different like why is it any different and that's what just made no sense to me and that's why i think it's a conspiracy theory to where chris paul's out they need it it's a big market they're trying to help out the big market because in the end, these big mar- markets end up helping out the NBA. That's kind of my two-take kind of conspiracy theory. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but I don't know. It's, this was this was something that just didn't sit right with me, especially after the whole stance they took on John Moran. It just didn't really sit right with me. I'm not dismissive of that theory because the timing is odd. All of a sudden, Chris Paul, or, yeah, Chris Paul goes down, a star, a guy who sells tickets. Well, maybe we bring Draymond back, and then I asked you, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts about, let's say Draymond returns, will he ever do this again in the future? And I, I think if I, if memory serves, you thought there's a good chance he would do it again this year. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Was that your answer? I mean, I, I don't know if he's gonna. Uh, I mean, he'd be a real idiot if he did. It, it could happen. Seriously, fool I'm me not once. predicting it. Seriously, like fool me once, but like, I just. Uh, if he does it again, what do you think they do? Like, what do you think they have to? Because we're right, boy, because you're right. saying he's doing it again. So if he does it, again. I think he's going to do it again. I, I'm not. I don't know that it'll be this year, but I. But regardless, uh, I am not convinced in any way that he will play the rest of his career without having another incident like this. And what? It's a six-figure fine, and he won't play for the rest of the year. I just don't know. I don't know what you do. I, I, because I would I would have kept him out this entire year. He's had That's four what incidents. I thought was going to happen too. Yeah, here's the deal, and I want to I want to flip to Mark Ramsey because Mark had a very interesting thought on this very subject. Because if the punishment is not of the ilk to where it really causes you to look inward and say to yourself, "Okay, I know what I have. I don't want to lose it." Then what did it really do? Mark, repeat for the folks what you said last Saturday night. If I don't know the exact words, I'm just going to say uh, almost any household you have, your parents or whoever is the adult, and they find a way to make it a consequence for you not to repeat bad behavior. They found something to take away. I guess it could be your your phone now nowadays, or be able to take away your car, or maybe you love TV, or just something that you love. The NBA, the commissioner, has to find something that Draymond loves and be able to take it away from him legally through basketball and to say, you can't do this anymore. I don't know if they could do something with his money. I don't know if they could do, I don't know, make him play without checks. I don't know. But there has to be something, some some kind of consequence that he's going to, you know, really think twice about his behavior 
over for, for the rest of the season and beyond because if a person does certain behavior and they don't learn from it or they just don't see anything that's going to stop them, nothing's going to make me afraid to keep being a certain person, why should I stop? See, I think that's fair. Spot on. You know, the analogy, you take a teenager, you take away a cell phone, you might as well cut off his arm. Right, I mean that's, cry, that's, you know, that's serious business, man. They'll Go cry ahead. for days because if they you don't. Have oh my phone, God! Let's say I'm taking away your cell phone for a month. I mean, they'd rather be in prison. Before I get to Ian, their, I, you know, Instagram and whatever. These, that 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 stuff too. Yeah. So you remove them from the living is essentially what you're doing. So you can folks can Google this. One of the very first major insider trading cases was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It involved a guy by the name of Ivan Bolsky. And Ivan Bolsky was fined about a billion dollars, and he went to jail, and he lost his marriage and his family and was scorned. And Ivan Bolsky, after he got out of jail, admitted that the most cruel punishment for him wasn't the fine, wasn't losing his marriage, wasn't going to jail, but the fact that he would never be allowed to trade securities again. They took away his license. They took away the thing that got him up in the morning. That's why, after seven incidents and four this year, I say, Draymond, sit the rest of the year. We'll see you in November. Because you'll start to ponder your navel and say, oh, my God, I know what my life is like with basketball. Now I know what it looks like without. I don't want this. I want basketball back. So if I'm wrong, I'll be happy to admit it. If Draymond is sparkling in his in a, in a, in a you know a, a, a solid citizen, the remainder of his career never screws up again. I will retract it in a heartbeat, and that's what I'm rooting for. I just I don't have any faith it'll happen. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. What do you think about Draymond? Did the NBA handle this right? Do you expect him to have an incident again? at any time the remainder of his career. Ian, your chance to, to weigh in on this. Yeah, Bernie, I, uh, I, I'm i actually a Warriors fan, so I'm you know kind of plugged into this. I, for me, I, I have to disagree with what you're saying about suspending him the rest of the season. What okay. I think this suspension... But, but tell, me, tell me why, Ian. I, I, fair enough. We want alternative opinions. There's an yeah. old saying, if one... If everybody agrees that only what heads doing the thinking, so let give me your rationale as to why. Not because I'm necessarily disagreeing with you, but I'd like to hear what are the factors you considered in not doing that. It's it's not the fact that I think the amount of times that he's done this doesn't warrant a full season suspension. It's the fact that he's only been suspended like what three games at a time for the, before this suspension the longest one he'd had was like what three games five games I'm not sure I don't have that information offhand but uh, I, I actually well I actually have the information uh, he was suspended for five games after the Rudy Gobert altercation okay but prior to that each of his suspensions were only one game including the NBA Finals go ahead. Okay, I mean, the point is that you can't, in my opinion, you can't go from a five-game suspension to 82 games rest of the season, you know, or whether that be like 60-something games rest of the season. To me, I think this suspension that he just got, this 11 games, 12 games, it almost sets up a larger suspension if he were to do it again. I don't know if he will do it again. I'm kind of with you there. Like, it's it's hard to say that he won't when it's, it's it just keeps on happening, but... 
I'm I'm just of the opinion that you can't jump from like a three game suspension, five game suspension up to rest of season. I think this is like a, a building block uh, that you know gives them gives Adam Silver gives the league Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. an excuse to give them that big 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 uh, suspension that they you know he might deserve. But so November nineteenth this year will be the twentieth anniversary of the malice at the palace. I was there doing a radio remote, saw the whole thing. Ron Artest was suspended for the whole season. Uh, your point has merit. I, I, I'm not dismissive of it. I would say this, that perhaps he should have had lengthier suspensions prior to this because this was his fourth incident in calendar year 2023 alone. So he's not got a body of work. Let's go back out to the phones. Sir Scratchoff from Arkansas, what are your thoughts about Draymond? Hey, buddy. How you doing, sir? Doing well. You? Man, I've got my L.A. Rams hoodie on. I'm ready for this weekend to get that out of the way. I want to beat golf really bad. But let's go to Draymond Green, and I hope you give me just a few minutes to tell you what I got. I've been through all this years ago. I mean, I just went two and a half years ago. I've been sober. 35 years of drinking, bad personality, bad anger, and they give me anger management classes that help me. And you're not going to find a lot of gold state people that want him gone because they want to win championships. They don't care where his hands go or feet. They're up for getting wins. And if this young man keeps, I'm going to say young man, I'm 58 in March. But, but my question, man, Sir Scratchoff, because we were short on time, do you believe the this suspension was appropriate, and do you believe Draymond will act out again? Those are the two things I want to know. Again. Okay. It, it's, in, it's in his system. He's going to do it again. Okay. And I think do you believe the, the, the suspension was appropriate? No, he should have got the whole season and make him find out what's going on with himself. He needs some help. He's going to hurt somebody real All right. bad one of these days. All right, Sir Scratch-Off. I appreciate you, man. Now, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I wish we had more time, but I want to get the rest of the callers in. Uh, coming up, we'll, we'll be joined by Nick in Minnesota, and we'll keep the phone lines open, 877-996-6369. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com studios. Don't go away. You're listening to the Bernie Frado Show on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, back on the Bernie Fratto Show. Coming to you live from the Tarek.com studios here in Las Vegas. Go back out to the phone lines. 
Joined by Nick in Minnesota. Nick, your thoughts on Draymond Green? We yeah, lost no. Nick. Are you there, Nick? Yes, Go ahead, sir. Nick. How are you doing? Good, sir. Go ahead. Draymond, good ball player, but he is nuts. So definitely think... going to do it again. Okay, I, I, I'm in agreement with that. We'll see. Do you think the NBA handled this correctly? The incident was December 12th. He was cleared to come back a week ago. He's, you know, getting ready to come back. That's not even a month. Yeah, there's no there's no good length you can give him where he's going to stop doing it. You just got to give him community service. No more fines. Community service for the players. <laughs> Fair enough. It wasn't. It wasn't a criminal act. He wasn't charged with anything. But all right, all right, uh, Nick. Good stuff, man. Don't be a stranger. Every Friday night at midnight, the midnight hour. Hold it down. Take there. care, Bernie. Love you. Uh, right back at you, man. The folks in Minnesota are so cool. I, I will. I appreciate all the callers, but you know, I used to do that thing. You know, in in Minnetonka, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. It ran its course after four years. Maybe I, I need to bring it back because I. Spent a lot of time in Minnesota. Okay, Jesse, I, is it South Dakota, Jesse? San Diego. San Diego, SD. I was wrong. Go ahead. Well, just some observations on the situation. I would say that one thing I haven't heard from Draymond Green is that he should be embarrassed. I mean, I was embarrassed for him by his antics. And then you have Steve Kerr struggling at the microphone and then his game's trying to do the right thing, stick up for your player thing. And Steve Kerr is usually very respectful in everything he has to say about anything. But, you know, him struggling to – you know, defend Draymond could ultimately be, uh, you know, a, something the brass and gold state gets tired of as well. And the thing is, I think Draymond is just the uh, sore loser, um, you know, fake tough guy. I mean, I wonder how his act would play in the days of Charles Oakley, David McDaniel, even Bill Ambeer and that sort of thing. And, this, and as far as, like, the John Moran comparison goes, the John Moran stuff was off the court. It's something that Memphis should have been aware of. And, you know, with a kid in his background and just, you know, quick to start him, they should have been, you know, they should have been the ones who, who suspended him or, you know, conduct detrimental to the team for the first instance with the gun and took it upon themselves to, you know, get this kid counseling and stuff like that. And so, therefore, when the league comes down and throws a 25-game suspension at him, it's more, you know, it's, it's you know, punishing the team as well. So the thing yeah. is with Draymond – I think, you know, it gets to the point of the league, they realize they're punishing Golden State for his, <clears throat> his spontaneous antics on the court. And so at some point when you say indefinite suspension, you have to start thinking, okay, if he's going to be out for the year, do you grant Golden State a mid-level exemption or something like that so he can bring out another player? And I don't think it's so much of a conspiracy theory, but those are certain things that the league, I would think, would have to consider. Well, real quickly, just got a few seconds. How long would you have suspended him for? I'm on record well, it wasn't I, enough. Well, I, I, I don't think it was long enough. I would have suspended him for the rest of the year, but then I would have given Gold State like a mid-level exemption to make up for the fact that he's, he's gone from the roster. Well, that, that's the pretty that's pretty generous, man, because they've, they've enabled uh, this behavior. All right, appreciate your thoughts, Jesse, in San Diego. Every Friday night, midnight, the midnight hour, you are uh, welcome to join the party. We want to try to have – I wouldn't call this a polarizing subject, but I think it's one that – a lot of folks have, have varying uh, opinions on. Uh, coming up, again, we're going to keep the phone lines open the entire midnight hour here, 12 to 1 Pacific time, 877-996-6369. If you didn't get a chance to get in, you have a chance to get in because this is a subject that I think will revisit itself. And, I, and I've actually tried to separate it 
from the John ja Morant situation, even though I know it's it's somewhat easy to conflate the two because John ja Morant got 25 games uh, and Draymond, the most he's gotten is 12, but this is his seventh incident. That's what rankles me. And the other thing that rankles me is a lot of things that come, that come out of Draymond's mouth, which lead me to believe he believes all of his actions are justified, that everything he's done has a you know has a valid you know rationalization that's what i really think he thinks so we'll continue on with that coming up we need to start to dive into this wild card weekend as well but first let's go back to our guy kevin figures with the latest all right bernie we're talking about those golden state warriors sans draymond they did pick up a come from behind victory in chicago 140 to 131 clay thompson their leading scorer with 30 points steph curry scored 27 15 in the fourth quarter they overcame a 39 point effort there from demar Derozan. elsewhere nikola Jokic with a 27 point triple double to lead denver over new orleans 125 to 113 utah is on fire they've won 10 of their last 12 a 145 to 113 victory for the Jazz over Toronto. 27 points and 11 rebounds for Victor Wimbanyama in just 20 minutes of work as the Spurs blew out Charlotte. Paul George scored 37 points for the Clippers who defeated Memphis 128 to 119. Miami a three-point victory over Orlando. Rockets with a 112 to 110 victory over Detroit. Pistons now 3 and 36 on the year. In college basketball, Boise State defeated Nevada 64 to 56. Wolfpack were 15 and 1 headed into that matchup. You also have Big 10 conference victory victories for Iowa and Indiana. In Major League Baseball, the Giants signing pitcher Jordan Hicks to a four-year, $44 million contract. Back to Bernie Fratto. You know, Kevin, I hear that Pistons 3-36. and 36. Yeah. <laughs> so the 1984 Tigers, as you well know, were 35-5 and five in their first 40 games. My, my good buddy Marty Castillo, a guy I played college baseball with, actually hit a home run. World Series in Game 2. Boy, how things have changed, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, good stuff, Kevin. Uh, as always, uh, Kyle, Jim, sit tight. We're going to get right to you. I want to remind folks that shortly after this show, uh, Shea will have the podcast going up. If you missed any of tonight's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast, and you'll see this show posted right after we get off the air. And then I, of course, will be retweeting it out from my handle at Bernie Fratto and hopefully from the Fox Sports Radio handle as well. Let's go back out to the phone lines. We are not done with the Draymond, the Draymond Green subject matter. We're joined by Kyle right here in Las Vegas. Howdy ho, Kyle. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, really quick, uh, you just touched on it shortly, briefly there before I got through. Uh Karma works itself out. John Morant, the, it took care of itself. I mean, people felt like he shouldn't have been back this season, and look what happened. Draymond, unfortunately, had his temper tantrum outburst, and he's like a he's like a three year old. He's like my four year old. He says that he's not going to do it again, and does it right again. Gets caught with his hand in the cookie jar every time. Um, it's not going to be enough until he's actually injured for this season, and not wishing no harm on the young man. But at the end of the day. Karma comes back to you, so it's going to hang right there, Kyle. Back. You know, I'll be darned, and I, I, I thought I was thinking the same thing when I saw what happened to John Moran. I know Rasheed Wallace when I covered the Pistons used to have a saying: "Ball don't lie." So if a exactly. foul was called on him, which really wasn't a foul, the guy would miss his free throws. And uh, you remember in 2016 his first incident when he went after LeBron's another region and he was suspended 
for Game 5. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And that wasn't – I honestly don't think that that was long enough then. He's a great player. He's a talented, great big man. But in today's NBA, the stuff that he's pulling is from my childhood NBA, and it's not tolerated today's game. And yeah. it should be out of that game, period. He shouldn't have nothing to do with that. And it's hurting his team, if he looks at it, way more than it helps them. A great call. Uh, Kyle, don't be a stranger. Friday night, midnight to the midnight hour. Really good stuff. And I will leave you with this thought. That one in 2016 always stuck out in my mind. I truly believe he cost the Warriors a championship. They were leading Cleveland and LeBron and, Kyrie, uh, and Kyrie Irving and the Ty Lue team, three games to one. They let him up off the mat. It gave Cleveland life. The Cleveland comes back and win in seven. There's nobody I've ever talked to that didn't believe if Draymond hadn't been suspended that the Warriors would have won that year. So he, I believe, had a hand in costing them a championship. And then multiple incidents since, which I've laid out too many times, people are getting tired of hearing, including four this year. We will see how the rest of the year plays out. we got a lot of basketball left in 2024, including the playoffs. Uh, back out to the phone lines, Jim in St. Louis. Hey, Jim, did you bring any uh, Emo's Pizza to the show tonight? One of my all-time favorites. How did you know? I deliver Emo's Pizza. Do you really? See, I knew that, Jim. I try to research. My, they, they, they cut it in squares, man. It's so so good. So good. That and Charlie. Charlie Gino's on the Hill, my two favorite places to eat in St. Louis. But but I digress. Go ahead, go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I'm sitting here in my Emo's uh, long-sleeve shirt, so pretty cold here. So what are your thoughts on Draymond? Well, you're leaving out a really crucial thing, which was the punch of Jordan Poole. Well, that, that's that's one of many incidents that screwed the last season. I guess my question is, A, do you think Draymond will ever act out again? And no B, do the NBA – pardon me? No doubt he will. Fair enough. How about with respect to what they decided to do, indefinite, but then all of a sudden – December, or, you know, last week, he's, he's a free man again. He's just getting himself back in game shape. Did the NBA handle this correctly? No, definitely not. What, what should they have done? It should have been 20 games minimum. Yeah, fair, fair enough. I, I, I just – look, thanks a lot, Jim, for checking in. Appreciate you, man. And uh, every Friday night, the midnight hour, this is what we want. We want, you know, fruitful dialogue, not just one opinion. 877-996-6369. She'll take your calls. We are going to remain open uh, on this subject. And uh, and if you even want to touch on Russell Wilson, he may be back with the Broncos after all. We'll see. But, uh, you know, we've got about 20 minutes until uh, until we move on. Top of the hour, actually, I'm going to give the Michigan Wolverines their flowers. I know it sounds like or it's, it feels like it's ancient history now that, uh, you know, Michigan won the national championship. I'll tell you what's going on with Harbaugh. I'm going to give you some thoughts on Jim Harbaugh going back to his playing days and what I think is going to happen next. And you've heard me critical of Jim Harbaugh over the years, but there's a couple stories I may share with you uh, that will that will be uh, more objective. Uh, but, uh, again, 877-996-6369, last chance to get in on this. Uh, we'll do one more segment should anybody uh, want to, want to uh, join us and weigh in on, on Draymond with respect to did the NBA handle this right and do you think he'll do it again? But coming up, I want to talk Wild Card Weekend. You might have uh, some interesting – you might be interested to know that there are – okay, there are 
what? How many? There are uh, four quarterbacks this weekend that are making their playoff debut. What you call the first-time jitters angle. How typically have they done? And also, one of the wild-card angles that's very critical, and this goes back to the year 2000, when you put two teams side-by-side and one has a much better regular season strength of schedule, I'll tell you how that team performs against the team that has the lesser strength of schedule. And then we'll take a little closer look at the Saturday wild card doubleheader coming up. But again, 877-996-6369. If you haven't gotten in, 877-99 on Fox. Want to hear from you regarding Draymond Green. Did the NBA get this right? And do you think he will act out again? I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com studios. Don't go away. You're listening to the Bernie Frado Show on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, we're back on the Bernie Fratto Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. Last chance to get in on the Draymond Green discussion. Will he do it again? Do you expect him to f- straighten up and fly right, or will he do it again? And did the NBA handle this correctly? Seemed like an awfully short, indefinite suspension, given that he's had seven incidents. 877-996-6369, if you wish to weigh in. Let's go out to the phones. Gary in California joins us. Gary, your thoughts? Hey, Bernie. Great show. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, this goes back to the punch. I mean, it, it obviously goes back to the, the, the LeBron thing, but uh, he's gotten worse with this stuff, especially, especially with the punch. He sabotaged last year with the punch. Now he's sabotaged this year with the antics, as he calls them. But the Warriors have enabled him. They gave him a $100 million contract four years, which I thought is just totally ridiculous for, for what he's done. Um, and then uh, you've got the de facto uh, GM and Steph Curry, and he's he's finally gotten on board with maybe the Warriors need to make changes. Now, uh, initially the Warriors should have given him 20 games. Now the point is the league has had to step in because the Warriors didn't handle it properly. And the league is, is doing what they're doing, and obviously 
I think the, the, this suspension uh, should have been at least 20 to 25 games, Bernie. All fair points. Do you believe that Draymond will act out again? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, we have all have people in our family that have these kind of issues, whether it be anger management um, or, or addiction problems. Um, and like you said earlier, leopards don't change their spots. So. And that was his quote. That was his quote, too. Yeah. Yeah, guaranteed it's going to happen again, Bernie, and it may happen worse. You know, I mean, he, he could have gone to jail for that punch on uh, on Jordan Bull. That, that was a criminal offense. All really good points. Gary, good stuff. Friday night's midnight hour. You're always welcome to join us. Really brought some good points. And I, I think what sticks out in my mind is if you look at the last two months of the 2023 season coming to an end, March and April, he had the uh, situation where he had uh, Draymond had recorded his 16th technical in March of 2023, which is an automatic one-game suspension. And then he had the altercation when he stepped on DeMontis Sabonis while he was on the ground. That was in April. Season comes to an end. The Warriors were a fairly early exit. The season starts in November. Right out of the gate, he has the altercation with Rudy Gobert and the choke. What, not even three weeks, four weeks later, he has the altercation with uh, Yusuf Nurkic. So the first two months of this season, he missteps. And the last two months of last season, he missteps. And that doesn't even include, again, the situation in 2018 when he, uh, of course, had the you know internal strife with Kevin Durant and he was suspended for one game for conduct detrimental to the team. That was the first month of the season in 2018. And then June 16, June of 2016, he had the altercation with LeBron and was suspended for one game during the NBA Finals. And let's not forget the Jordan Poole punch, which... As Gary Apley pointed out, if you do that on the street, that is a criminal offense. That's seven incidents. And the Warriors, I believe, have enabled them. So we shall see what we shall see. He'll either find a way to perhaps I, – I don't, I, don't, I don't have the verbiage to describe what I believe Draymond has to do within his own soul-searching – to come up with a way to understand that he's and, – and, and we didn't even talk about this. There's not a doubt in my mind he'll be provoked. He'll be provoked by somebody, and we'll see if he is able to turn the other cheek, as it were. I, I, I am betting no, that, that Draymond's not going to be able to make it. I mean, that, he may be f- fine the rest of this year, but I, I think it's just a matter of time. He, you know, he – Draymond said it himself, a leopard doesn't change his spots, and I truly believe in his heart of hearts. He believes everything he's done has been justified. All right, I'm very much looking forward. We're, you know, It's been a pretty, an excellent NFL season. And by the way, the TV ratings uh, you know, warrant that. But we've got some interesting wild card matchups because there are four quarterbacks making their first ever start in the playoffs. C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Mason Rudolph, and of course, Tua. Well, they're on notice. Quarterbacks making their first career playoff starts. They're 21 and 38 against the spread in the last 21 postseasons. And oh, by the way, by the way, it matters who you play in the regular season. According to the stats, since 2000, when you get to the playoffs, teams that have had a a better regular season strength of schedule by a certain margin, they're 87 and 41 against the spread 
in the last, well, since 2000. That's 67% against the spread. Who falls into that category? The Cleveland Browns, the L.A. Rams, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I actually think the Steelers, even without T.J. Watt, they're going to give Buffalo a hard time. 20-mile-an-hour winds with gusts up to 50, and Steelers have run the ball 470 yards the last three weeks. I'm not so sure about the Rams. I'm not in love with them like a lot of people are. Uh, I'm going to give my thoughts about that Saturday night, and I think Cleveland is going to have their hands full with tech, the Texans. However, ironically, if Cleveland gets by the Texans, and I'm not so sure they're going to, they'll go to Baltimore next week, and would it surprise me if Cleveland were to upset Baltimore? No, I'm not predicting that. Uh, but later on in the show, we're going to get into the wild card doubleheader. We'll get you the times, the storylines, uh, Browns, Texans, which will kick off at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, Dolphins, Chiefs, 8.30 Eastern time. And you better have Peacock because if you don't, you won't be watching the game. That's the world we're in now, man. The NFL, the old golden rule, he who has the gold makes the rules, and that's the way the NFL rules right now. What they do is what they do. Coming up top of the hour, we talk about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. I'm Bernie Fratto. This is Fox Sports Radio. Keep it locked. You're listening to the Bernie Fratto Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yep, that's right. You heard the man. Bernie Fratto Show keeps rolling right along. We're coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios here in Las Vegas. Fox Sports Radio. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Some interesting tweets. Why do we spend so much time on Draymond? Because obviously it is a very topical subject, all right? You could hear by the passion of the callers and the great points by our crew. This is not something we we sweep under the rug. We cover everything. Saturday night, you bet I'll be all over the Lions and Rams and the rest of the NFL playoffs, and in about 15 minutes I'll talk about the Saturday games. But we don't need to repeat subjects over and over. That subject had legs. Jim Harbaugh, was his national championship almost 40 years in the making? Well, as you know, I worked in that market 14 years, many of them in Ann Arbor, WTKA, covered the Brady years, went on to CBS Radio, 97.1, Lions Pre and Post for almost a decade, saw it all. But my dear mother, who went to the University of Michigan, I've been following Michigan football all my life, and obviously it seems like a distant memory now, but you got to give them her flowers. You've heard me critical of Harbaugh over the years. First five years, couldn't beat Ohio State, couldn't beat a ranked team, and that's what he was hired to do. When he came to Michigan, Harbaugh was hired to beat Ohio State, go win the Big Ten, and go to the playoffs. And he did it. And now, and now they've won a championship. But I'm going to answer my question. Was, was the quest to bring a championship to Michigan, did it start 40 years ago? One of my favorite Jim Harbaugh stories, and he really tells it well. You know, when Jim Harbaugh got to the University of Michigan, Bo Schembrecher was there, didn't play at all his freshman year. Didn't really play at all his sophomore year. And the spring heading into his junior year, he was pondering what future he might have there. It wasn't going as planned. And as he was walking across campus, he saw Bo Schembechler, the head coach at Michigan at the time, the legendary Bo Schembechler, in his peripheral vision, and he was hoping to avoid Bo Schembechler. He really didn't want to talk to him. Sure enough, he sees in his peripheral vision that Bo Schembechler makes a beeline over to him. And uh, he squares him up and 
looks him up and down, and Bo puts his hands on Jim's shoulder. He goes, oh, Jim, where are you, where are you going to class? Going to class, Jim? He goes, yeah, coach, yeah, yeah, coach, going to class. Hmm, stares him up and down like a piece of meat. What are you wearing now, Jim, about 212, 210, 212? Yeah, coach, you working out? Yeah, good, 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 Jim. Jim, let me tell you something. Uh, you know, you may be the best recruit I've ever had at the University of Michigan in my 19 years. Or you might be the biggest mistake I ever made. And he turned his head, tucked his head down, and walked away. Harbaugh went back to his dorm or whatever, lay down on his bed, and what was that? Harbaugh, it really got to him. And Harbaugh, he said it took him about a month to finally figure it out. I know what he meant now. It's up to me to be what I want to be here at the University of Michigan. And the truth of the matter is, part of being that was to, to, to develop the ability to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Harbaugh went on to start his junior year and his senior year, beat Ohio State, uh, and, and, and finished with a very good college career. And, of course, was drafted, played, I believe, a good 15 years in the National Football League. And Harbaugh changed. He went back to practice in in you know in August as they got ready for for the season and they were you know he was in the middle of summer two a days he was a redshirt sophomore he was out to prove himself after not playing not really playing the last two seasons so he decided to take upon himself between between if you've played high school football the two the, the you know the two a days are brutal. You can't wait to get the hell out of there and go home and sleep or take a shower or something. You want to get out of there. Not Harbaugh. After the first session, he would go on an extra two-mile run. And if you've ever been in a Michigan summer, it's 80, 90 degrees, and it's humid. Harbaugh's going on an extra two-mile run. And the workouts weren't just about being in shape. They were really about realizing he had to get out of his comfort zone and push himself while the rest of the team was resting. He was going to do more. And, and and there's an old, you know, there, there's an old philosophy called 212, the extra degree. You know, at 211 degrees, water's hot, scalding hot, and, and it can be very dangerous. But at 212 degrees, just one degree more, water boils, which can produce steam, which can power a locomotive. That was what Harbaugh determined to be. Four decades later, the kid who was once a redshirt sophomore, well, on Monday night, Jim Harbaugh did coach the University of Michigan to their first national championship since 1997. And that was, of course, a co-national championship with Nebraska. And there were no playoffs back then, but they were undefeated. Be Washington State in the Rose Bowl. Charles Woodson won the MVP. That was a very good team coached by Lloyd Carr. I covered that team. Uh, and if that team would have played this year's team, I don't know. That team might have beat them. But regardless, Michigan not only beat Washington, they beat them by three touchdowns. But it's been a really, it's been a whirlwind journey for Jim Harbaugh, and he. This is a guy who's had a total of a dozen stops in his playing career and now his coaching career. Coaching career started at San Diego, went to Stanford, went to the 49ers, down Michigan, and through it all, I think there's one thing that Jim Harbaugh has developed that he's been able to pass on to his players, and that distinguishes him. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is also a Bill Parcells axiom. 
who coached that very well. Harbaugh wanted to say, quote, comfortable is not a word I've ever associated with sports or certainly football. It's a confusing word. And the truth of the matter is there's a couple takeaways regarding Harbaugh's work ethic. We're all capable of giving a little more. He didn't have to go on those extra runs. He didn't have to volunteer to play special teams at the beginning of his NFL career. He did that. But he made those decisions because he was determined to keep a mental edge. And his mental conditioning, Harbaugh believes, is as important as his physical. And I think that bore itself out this year. Michigan was in hot water. And people can be dismissive of whether or not those charges were minor or Michigan was being picked down or singled out, but they were real. He was suspended six games. His team didn't miss a beat. The point is, if you want to be elite, not just in football, but in any industry, you don't get you don't get there by just following the pack. You've got to find that advantage. This is what Harbaugh did. Secondly, the takeaway is that if you become uncomfortable with being comfortable, check that, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, what that discomfort does, it builds resolve, right? And truth of the matter is, Harbaugh is the type of guy where he has these odd, weird analogies. And he, he, he told Seth Davis, this one's a little weird, but Harbaugh's weird. He says, if you put your, wrong, if you put your shoe on the wrong foot, if you put your light, right foot shoe on your left foot and vice versa, guess what? And you, and you run around, you're going to get blisters. And it's going to start out, it's going to hurt, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to puff up, there's going to be puffs. This is all Jim Harbaugh's words, right? And eventually it pops and calluses over. But guess what? The body repairs itself and it comes back tougher and stronger. And so metaphorically, Harbaugh builds those calluses over the years. He looks to push himself and his team past whatever threshold that they thought they had, condition yourself in a way that you can sustain hardship. And that's what Michigan, they won by attrition. They weren't the prettiest team offensively. No one, they're not going to go down on history as one of the greatest offenses. Their defense was very assignment sound. They hit you back to Beauchamp Beckler. It's all football is blocking and tackling, and the rest is is details and you know Harbaugh believed when adversity hits he would attack it and believe me adversity hit that guy there's no two ways about it I remember three years ago losing to Ohio State and the reporters were all over him and he's like I'll, I'll answer your questions but I won't answer your insults but nobody was insulting him and when you watch what Michigan did basically the whole season they bludgeoned teams it, 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 you know there was nothing pretty about it and they began the year with massive pressure. They had a loaded roster. They have 44 seniors, return all you know all their best players, and then he had he was suspended six games because of the suspensions. The second batch came from the sign stealing scandal. That's where Harbaugh starts to say he does he says dumb things too. Okay, after the game, they asked him about next year. He goes, can a guy can a guy uh, you know just enjoy this? Why does it always have to be? about what's next because Jimbo you make it about what's next you've been flirting with the NFL for years you flew to Minnesota two years ago on a job you were never going to get last year you zoom called with Denver for two hours you've got a 125 million dollar contract extension on your desk that you haven't signed and it only faces a one-year clause where you can't go back to the NFL you've hired an agent Don Yee I know I just said it, but you haven't signed that contract. And you're the one who raises those questions because at any time you could have said, I'm here for life. 
I'm, I'm going to sign that contract. Let's get this done. But you didn't. That's why you invite those things. Now, make no mistake. Jim Harbaugh, people do not realize this, and it's been completely underreported. He dearly wants to win a Super Bowl. He lost to his brother, John, Ravens 49ers, 11 years ago. He didn't, I don't think he ever got over that. And he's always wanted to win a Super Bowl. In a lighter moment, I think he thinks college football, take this with a grain of salt, small potatoes compared to the NFL, and winning a Super Bowl. So I've given it a 70% chance he'll be back in the NFL, but here's the kicker. He's going to want control, and he's going to want a lot of money. That's what Don Yee does. His agent, Don Yee, negotiated Sean Payton's contract last year in Denver. And he's a Tom Brady guy. Now, I believe Mark Davis here for the Raiders is going to take one more big swing. I think he should just give Antonio Pierce the job because I, th- I absolutely believe there'll be a mutiny in the locker room if Antonio Pierce isn't brought back. And I say that because I watched this team the last seven weeks. Man, they play for that guy. And believe me, the years I covered the Lions, I saw coaches come and go. Wayne Fonts, Bobby Ross, Gary Moeller, Marty Morningweg, Dick Geron, Rod Marinelli, Steve Mariucci, and there were a couple of interim coaches in there, Jerron and, uh, and and Gary Moeller. And look, they play hard for a couple weeks, and there's kind of a change, and then it kind of reverts back. That didn't happen with Antonio Pierce. They played their tail off. That final game against Denver felt like a playoff game. But Davis is going to make a run, I believe, at Jim Harbaugh. I believe the Chargers, there'll at least be a conversation, and I believe that would be, I'm certain that would be Jim Harbaugh's first choice because he's got a man crush on Justin Herbert and for good, for good reason. Do I think it'll be the Bears? No. First of all, they're not going to fire Ibrafus. But even if they would have, I, I know that the Bears weren't going to reach out to Harbaugh because their president is Kevin Warren, who's the former commissioner of the Big Ten. I don't think him and Harbaugh get along real well. Carolina's already said they're not interested. I'm not sure about the Commanders, not sure about the Atlanta Falcons. I think they may talk to Belichick. So it's a somewhat narrow window, but I think Harbaugh wants it to happen. But this isn't so easy because he's going to negotiate pretty hard terms. But the long and the short of it is, you know, the Wolverines, they went 15-0 when they blew out Washington 34-13 Monday night. It was fairly ugly at times, but it was pretty clear the first 10 minutes that Michigan was was winning the line of scrimmage. And uh, they ran the damn ball for 300 yards. They pressured Michael Penix. Penix looked like a shadow of the guy who'd who'd looked sensational all year. And interestingly enough, the two teams Harbaugh beat, their coaches are both gone. I mean, there's there's no story there. There's no angle there, right? But... There, there you have it. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is a com- complex person, and you have to be able to – you have to be objective about these things, whether you're a Harbaugh fan or not. He got it done. And he'll have success in the NFL. Now, he's a bit of a crazy maker. He might wear out his welcome. But let's see where this goes. This is a fun story to watch. And, Jim, if you don't want people to ask you in a post-game press conference where you're going next, hey, feel free, man. Feel free to sign that extension. Feel free to hold a press conference and say, I'm staying right here. He lives next door to his dad in Ann Arbor. But you know why he has it. And that's why the Harbaugh story continues. Football fans, be sure to tune into Fox Sports Radio every Saturday morning beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific for Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Brian No, Rich Ornberger, betting analyst Jared Smith, will have you covered three hours before college kickoffs every Saturday morning. 
This is the Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM right here on Fox Sports Radio in the iHeart Radio app. Coming up, we dive into the Saturday matchups of the wild card round. Can't wait. It's upon us, perhaps the most exciting time of the NFL year, and boy, do we have some storylines this year. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com studios. Keep it locked right here. You're listening to the Bernie Fratto Show on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, back on the Bernie Fratto Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. All right, we're just hours away, to actually just a little over 12 hours from now, with the Browns and Texans, two teams that have never been to the Super Bowl. Only four teams in NFL history never been to the Super Bowl. Browns, Texans, Jacksonville, who's not in the tournament, and our beloved Detroit Lions, who play Sunday night against the Rams. And we will, test, trust me, we'll have be heavily into the NFL on the Saturday night show, Bernie Fratto. This game's interesting uh, because the Browns start Joe Flacco, who's a story in and of itself. And believe it or not, uh, again, this is not his barbecue. This is actually Joe Flacco's 16th NFL career start as quarterback in a playoff. He's 11-4 against the spread. And, of course, he'll tee it up against C.J. Stroud, who's been nothing short of sensational this year. And you heard me say earlier, the newbies, there's four of them this year, newbie quarterbacks, 21-38 and 38 against the spread in their, in, in their you know, debut, as it were, in the playoffs. But this could be a coming-out party for C.J. Stroud. Most football fans should be aware by now that Stroud is not just a rookie quarterback. He's moving into the upper-tier period of NFL quarterbacks. Look at the way he plays the game. He's so incredibly accurate, so incredibly confident, gets the ball out of his hand, just sensational. Got And, and through all of it has great what I call huddle presence. And if he has a big game against the Cleveland Browns Saturday, who by all metrics are a very stout defense, that's all of a sudden going to make even the most casual sports fan 
realize this guy isn't just a good rookie quarterback and leading his team to the playoffs. He's absolutely special, which he is special. But when you do it in the playoffs, you know, I've often said the third down's the money down. They don't pay it a punt. The red zone's the money zone, fourth quarter. C.J. Stroud can do all that. But the playoffs trump everything. There's game speed and then there's playoff speed. It won't be easy. The Cleveland Browns' biggest strength is their defense, especially their pass defense. They've allowed fewer yards through the air than any team in the National Football League. And a lot of that is due to the fact that their front seven, led by Miles Garrett, pressure the hell out of quarterbacks. They may not get to you every time. They may not hit you every time, but they're there. They'll scare you. So it will be up to C.J. Stroud, which he already has proven he can do to get rid of the ball quickly and not let guys like Miles Garrett disrupt his game. A couple of other things to watch for in this game. The last time these two teams played, Cleveland's wide receiver Amari Cooper, he had a team record. 265 yards against the Texans. 36-22 win. But, here's the big but, Pee-wee. The Texans didn't have their starting quarterback that day. C.J. Stroud was in concussion, concussion protocol. Easy for me to say. Case Keenum, he stepped in that day through two picks. But right now, the Texans are a team just teeming with confidence. They believe they can beat anybody when they have C.J. Stroud. So I expect this to be a much different matchup uh, later today on Saturday. And, and of course, the game is being played in, uh, in, in, in Houston, right? One other thing, this, these are two very heavily penalized teams. So they're going to have to really straighten up and fly right uh, with respect to you don't want to give teams penalties. It's like giving them free yards. In the end... I, f- I honestly feel like I'm, I'm, sniffing a, I'm sniffing a Texans upset. We'll see. Cleveland's a two-point favorite, two, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Of course, in the later game, which you will see if you have Peacock, if you don't, Poppycock, I guess, Patrick Mahomes, 9-5 and five against the spread, also, also his 15th start in the National Football League in the playoffs. Tua making his debut. Word has it it's going to be cold. Bring a jacket. Well, it'll be fascinating to see, by the way, just as a side note, how, you know, after the game was played, people respond to this decision made by NBC and the NFL to make the game only exclusive on streaming. How's that going to go over with the fans? I'm guessing it's not going to go over well, but we'll see. But it's the way of the world now. From an on-field perspective, I think this is a great clash of two teams with really good potential but have pretty serious problems, truthfully. The Dolphins have won just one game against a team with a winning record this season. They beat the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. And frankly, they fell flat in their last two games of the regular season. Of course, it was against Baltimore and Buffalo. But their offense, which was on fire at the start of the season, is clearly in a lull. And that's a bigger problem. But it might not be as big a problem because the Chiefs' offense is also a hot mess. But the Chiefs' defense is pretty good. So whoever loses this game... It'll be really perhaps a not surprising result to what would end up being a disappointing season, especially if the Chiefs lose at home. Whoever wins, well, i got to tell you, you can't count either. Whoever wins this game, you can't count out either team as potentially being a Super Bowl contender, but I don't know that I would bank on it. Kansas City's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The Chiefs, during Week 9, they've already played the Dolphins. They defended Tyreek Hill about us well as you can, but doing it a second time will be a challenge. The question is, 
the question is, how much will the really freezing, freezing cold temperatures slow down both offenses? And how will the Chiefs slow down Hill? They're going to have to get some two-deep coverage variations. They played zone last time. Anyway, it's always more difficult uh, than, you know, is described. Would it surprise me if the Dolphins strolled in there and won? It would because of the weather. But I got to tell you, this Chiefs team is not like the Chiefs teams in the past. So, again, I think this is going to be a tough, close, hard-fought game. Remember the Chiefs? The, the Dolphins went into Buffalo last year with a four-string quarterback, or, you know, you get my point, and they played them tough. It's the playoffs, man. It's the National Football League. You take nothing for granted. Coming up, we have uh, Chris Perfett's World of Soccer, but first let's go back to our guy, Kevin Figures, once again with the latest. All right, Bernie, and we had a full slate of games in the NBA Friday night, kept off by the defending champion Nuggets, beating New Orleans 125-113. to Another triple-double there for Nikola Jokic. Minnesota, a victory over Portland. The final there, 116-93. to Rudy Gobert, 24 points and 17 rebounds. Steph Curry scoring 15 of his 27 points in the fourth quarter as the Warriors notched a comeback victory over the Bulls, 140-131. to Utah dominating Toronto, 145-113. to Clippers have won eight of their last nine. They beat Memphis 128 to 119. You also had wins for Indiana, Miami, and Philadelphia. In NFL news, the Bills will be without receiver Gabe Davis for Sunday's wildcard game against Pittsburgh as he's been nursing a knee injury. Lions tight end Sam Laporta questionable to play against the Rams on Sunday with a knee injury as well. And the Commanders hired 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters as their new general manager. Back to Bernie Frado. All right, Kevin. Appreciate you, buddy. Good stuff. And I think you'll be back with us Saturday night, right, Kevin? Yep, I will be. All right, good deal, bud. Of course, you'll be able to participate in brand new Fool of What My Name. That'll be fun. All right. This week, every time, we cover everything here on the Bernie Fratto Show. It won't be long. And uh, we'll be in Paris for the uh, World Cup soccer. Not the World Cup soccer, the Olympic soccer. But in the meantime, whether it's on the field or off the field, 24-7 around the globe, there's always news. That's why we bring you Chris Perfett's World of Soccer. The greatest goals. The thrilling finishes. The international drama. Chicharito, Chicharito, Chicharito. Ahí, ahí la tiene Torrado. It's all here in this report from the world of soccer. We hope everyone out there is able to stay warm and here in the world of soccer, the cold never really stops much of anything. We are now at the point in the Premier League season where there have been more games played than there are remaining, which means it starts to get really tight as the picture is developed with Liverpool and Aston Villa clawing and scraping and fighting at one and two in the Premier League table. Manchester City and Arsenal not far behind, although Manchester City will have to be without their young phenom Erling Holland for the rest of January. It was confirmed by the team that he will probably be out after the game at Newcastle where he suffered a foot injury. But for me in January, yeah, this is the time of the clausura, the second half of Liga MX, Mexico's top professional league of club soccer, taking on a whole new set of points, a whole new table, and time to try.
try to crown another champion as the second half of Mexican soccer kicks, kicks off. And, you know, the title favorites, once again, Club America in action. Hard to bet against them, but we could see Monterrey or Tigres be the ones to really crash that party. Maybe even Chivas. And funny enough, if you notice the Chivas Guadalajara out there in the clausura here in 2024, you may notice that a number currently is missing. 14. Now, that number might not mean much to you if you're unfamiliar with the importance of that number to Guadalajara, and that's why we will explain, because that is the number worn by Chicharito, Javier Hernandez, the phenom, the man who has scored the most goals out of anyone for the nation of Mexico. A star across multiple continents, but none more so here in North America, where his adoring fans may lie. And at 35 years old, an ACL injury has led him to leave his club of Los Angeles Galaxy in the MLS. And reports are out there that he has said yes to a reunion to return to Chivas, to the club where it all began before his European departures, where he showed himself to be the phenomenal player, the man who can make all the magic happen. Now, Chivas haven't been able to get this thing together just yet. They have to figure out some some stuff with their payroll, their finances. They probably have to make some room on their payroll by getting rid of a few players here. Here. They're trying to figure that out here as a tr- as the January transfer window is open. But rest assured, Chitarito is coming home one last time, and his number, the f- famous number 14, is waiting for him when he gets there. And while we still are in North America, here in Major League Soccer, the United States, a stumbling block has presented itself as MLS prepares in about a month or two to get back on the pitch. And it comes in the form of labor negotiations, as MLS might be seeing a work stoppage in the future, not with its players, but with its officials. Yes, a season that MLS has banked on to be the full Lionel Messi season, the one where they really push Inter Miami and hope they can see them win titles and uh, compete and bring more and more stars and more and more eyeballs to MLS, could be delayed. Came out this past week that negotiations over a new bargaining uh, agreement here between the Professional Referees Organization and the Professional Soccer's Soccer Referees Association has not resulted in a new deal. And it means if by January 15th this isn't resolved, that there will probably be a work stoppage. Now, this probably will result in something like MLS having to import referees from across the pond or from other associations, just certainly not here in America. That will have an impact on the level of play out there, and it could push back certain games. With the MLS season set to start here on February 21st between Inter-Miami and Real Salt Lake, it is a problem, and it's one that is going to tick down very close to the deadline here. It's a thorny issue here as PRSA, which represents the referees for MLS and the other flights of the U.S. Federation's club levels, and PRO, which is allied with Major League Soccer. Should there be a lockout that we anticipate with officials? Well, things have gone sour the last few times these two have come to the table, 2014 and 2019. There were plenty of 
issues, the PSRA authorized and voted for a strike in 2019. And in 2014, they were locked out and negotiations resolved in about two to three weeks. Suffice to say, not looking promising. And we could see replacement referees here when MLS tries to kick off at the end of February. And but now, Bernie, we turn my attention to the favorite thing of the week I will be watching. And there is plenty of Premier League action. But who can really miss this here on Sunday? We have at at 2 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Pacific El Clasico. Better yet, El Clasico with stakes. We are having Real Madrid taking on Barcelona for the Spanish Supercopa. Now, it's not the Copa del Rey. That's the bigger of their of the of the country's uh, trophies. But Supercopa has been in place in a tournament that they've been playing since the start of the season. Barcelona, of course, came into this in a thriller over Osasuna in the semifinals here. Second half goals in there from Robert Lewandowski and Lamine Yamal. And Barcelona's manager, Xavi, is insisting Barca can, quote, dominate Real Madrid. This is the first time the two sides have meeting since October 2023, where Jude Bellingham scored a brace, sealing away a 2-1 win for Madrid. And right now, Barcelona does trail Real Madrid in the La Liga table by a few points. This game will be played in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, at Alawal Park at King Saud University. In fact, most of the later stages of the Supercopa have been in Saudi Arabia. Once again, the stamp of the Saudis upon this sport being seen thorough and thorough. We also have the Africa Cup of Nations kicking off here on Sunday as well. Should be exciting to see. I've always enjoyed some good uh, African uh, soccer, especially from Egypt and the big man Mohamed Salah, just an electric Electric, electric player plays for Liverpool on the club side and will be away from his club here to represent his country. It's a fantastic time as always, Bernie. We'll see you next time on the World of Soccer. So there you have it. Chris laid it out. Plenty of activities as these international teams start to get back on the field and you hear some of the same names of the players uh, that grace the headlines over and over and uh, Again, uh, whether it's the World Cup, women's or men's, or even the Olympics, which is not far off, less than six months away now in Paris, there's always storylines on and off the field in the world of soccer. Coming up, we wrap up the show, talk about what's in store for Saturday night as well. But mark your calendars, because next year at this time, well, it'll start December 20th, and it won't end until January 20th. And I got to tell you, you might find yourself in a football coma, but you're going to enjoy every minute of it because there is going to be a stretch exactly during this time, a five-day stretch, where you're going to have, well, I'll tell you what, hold that thought. I'll share with you what I'm talking about coming up. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio, Tyrac.com studios. Keep it locked. You're listening to the Bernie Fratto Show on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, we're wrapping it up on the Bernie Fratto Show. We are coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios here in Las Vegas. Fox Sports Radio. And before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. Of course, uh, our technical producer, Mark Ramsey, Kevin Figures on all the updates. Our executive producer, Shay Mogengard, he's trading, he's a training Ian tonight. Outstanding job tonight, guys. Seamless, everything, uh, uh, out, just a great job. And a really good input on the Draymond Green situation. I think we covered it from just about every angle. We have, and, and fortunately, same crew back with me. Uh, we'll be, uh, be back on these airwaves tonight, 11 p.m. Pacific, from 11 p.m. Pacific to 3 a.m. Eastern. Kevin, Shay, Mark, and Ian will be back with us, and we'll be covering you know the NFL Wild Card Weekend and all the playoffs coverage in full. Steve Fezzik of the Fezzik Five will join us. Mark Medina for a little Medina magic at midnight. Lots of stories to unpack there, by the way. Uh, Kawhi gets his new contract before they move into a Tuit Arena. John Morant lost for the year. I may get Mark's thoughts on on Draymond, Draymond among other things. Uh, so a lot to talk about there. Dan Leach, I promised he predicted Michigan would win last week. Dan Leach, my guy from Detroit, former compatriot on 97.1. He'll join at 4 a.m. Eastern, uh, 12 hours before the kickoff uh, between the Lions and Rams, which is carrying storylines of its own so absolutely jam-packed plus brand new editions of brand new fool and what my name and it, it by the way if your favorite team is not moving fast enough to interview uh so to speak uh, with the nfl coach you want or the or the you're wondering what's happening and how everybody everybody says well, it's quiet out there you know no it's not you got to understand there are there are nfl interview procedures and processes uh that are in place and there's a series of rules for head coach interviews, and I'm going to share all of those with you on Saturday night because the NFL has a series of rules for head coach interviews and there are interview requirements for coaches of teams that are still in the postseason. And I'm going to lay it all out for you because I hear a lot of misinformation, frankly, on the radio. It's not quiet. You know, just because Harbaugh wasn't hired the next day by somebody doesn't mean it's not going to happen. So the Jared Mayo thing was set. I think he's going to do well. So we'll leave it at that jam-packed show for you on Saturday night, 11 p.m. All right, mark your calendars. Mark your calendars. Starting in January, uh, well, no, starting in December of this year, 
And as you head into January 25 and 2026, there, I believe, is something you're going to absolutely love. I am convinced of it. The 12-team college football playoff schedule is out, and it's going to be spectacular. Now, we don't know who the teams are, obviously, but if you enjoy watching football, and based on the soaring ratings for both the NFL and NCAA, obviously you do, and you know that the playoff is expanding for 2024, which will carry into 2025. And uh, I bet you there are some things you don't know. Now, again, there's 12 teams with four rounds of competition, and there are obviously some already pre-existing scheduling challenges. So they're going to have to spread the playoff out. It's going to last a full month. It's going to start. The first-round games will be played on campus sites starting Friday, December 20th. There'll be one game. And then on Saturday, December 21st, there'll be a college playoff triple header. Now, I get it. That's going to clash with some regular season NFL games that are played that Saturday. You can't climb two mountains at once, but I bet you you go to your favorite establishment. There's more than one TV. You get the picture. Maybe neither side gets their top ratings are getting, but you give a little to get a little. You get where I'm going. Anyway, you slice it for the fans. This has become a slice of football heaven. And it's always good to have options, right? But then the college quarterfinal round will then proceed with one game on New Year's Eve and three on New Year's Day. This is again in January 2025. Then the semifinals will be on a Thursday and Friday right before Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. Now, I realize this isn't 100% ideal, but this is the reality of college football. They waited, you know, they wasted so many years fighting the inevitable expansion of the playoff. Nobody likes it. Just ask Florida State. You had five teams and four entrants. How good is that? No good. You know, usually maybe you could argue they ended up with the proper champion. But the truth of the matter is we're going to look back in three years and now and say, why don't we do this sooner? Okay. And I get there's some negatives. Because if you have the semifinals in college football playoffs played on weeknights at neutral sites, well, that might be a little tough for fan travel, maybe a little tough for attendance. But these are going to be games of great magnitude because when you get to a semifinal finishing late on a school night or work night on a Thursday, well, that may have been problematic. But, hey, that's the world we're in now, man. That said, the semifinals before Wild Card Weekend rather than head-to-head or on Monday, that'll do wonders for the buildup of these games. Seriously, and the betting handle will be off the chart because – the college playoff games this year averaged well over 20 million viewers, and the NFL wildcard weekend, we're expect, expecting to get almost 30 million viewers this weekend. But here comes the football coma I was telling you about. And by the way, let me jump ahead. The title game next year will be played on Martin Luther King Day, which is January 20th. So the playoffs are going to start on December 20th. They're going to go all the way through to January 20th. That has typically been a time on the sports calendar that the NFL has owned. But here's where the football coma starts. Mark your calendar. Thursday, January 9th, you'll have a college semifinal game. Friday, January 10th, you'll have a college semifinal game. Then on Saturday, January 11th, next year, 2025, you'll have two NFL playoff games. Sunday, January 12th, you'll have three NFL playoff games, same as this year, Super Wild Card Weekend. Monday, January 13th, one NFL playoff games. That's five consecutive days or nights of do-or-die playoff action featuring eight games on two levels of the sport. 
That's not just a lot of football. That's high stakes, high intensity, high drama football. If you don't love that, you don't love apple pie or home cooking. Yeah, it'll be here. The future always has a way of arriving ahead of schedule, and you're going to love every minute of it. You know you will. In the meantime, enjoy the playoffs this weekend. Back on the Bernie Fratto Show, 11 p.m., Saturday night. Meantime, keep it locked. Up next, the fellas, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.